What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Lolo Sadiar and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines to the rest of the globe to a hex which we did not know what the hell it was until episode 9 because we are talking about WandaVision in this episode. Hooray! Welcome back everyone and of course before we begin our program formally let's welcome our co-hosts for the day. Welcome back Paula. She couldn't miss this, of course. Definitely not. I will never miss a Marvel episode. As the founding <laughs> co-host of this show, <laughs> with that Marvel episode, dapat na dito talaga si Paula, di ba? And of course, coming back also is Cell. Thank you for giving your time Hello. for the show. Excited to talk about Marvel because Paula is my so number good. one Marvel friend. Yay! <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you so much. And ayun, well, this has been the talk of the town for the, the last couple of weeks and months, probably. Well, yeah, it's WandaVision. Of course, we have to talk about it. This is our after show because that was a roller coaster ride. But before we get there, I just wanted to talk about something that's also the talk of the town for the last few days. Oh, and no. <laughs> Paula has a lot of feelings about this. And, uh, everyone has a lot of feelings about this, especially... Some titos and titas on my feed, and whatever people on the comment section who have a lot of bad things to say about it. It's the controversial, quote unquote, controversial interview by Oprah with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So, ayon, just a rundown. What do we say about this? Well, <laughs> after stepping back from the royal family and their official duties. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry moved to LA and uh, everyone's like, what the heck are they doing with their lives? Why are they doing deals with Netflix? Ganyan, diba? Ano nangyayari? You're just uh, capitalizing on you being royals, blah, blah, blah. And of course, so many, ang daming tabloids sa lumabas in the last how many years about the Megxit and the whole Megan versus Kate thing and Megan just like came clean literally about everything that she's gone through since the fairy tale wedding everyone really watched and all that and of course it was kind of a bomb because from being was she silent or silence <laughs> we, have, we have to do that I love her so much. were you silent or were you silenced it was a whole one hour 30 minute interview which I watched thanks Paula for <laughs> giving me the link <laughs> oh, you're welcome I'm glad I supplied running, several people with, the with whole this world, content the whole world went to Paula for that uh, interview ayun well Pasabog of the week, royalty about everything. Pasabog of the year, I would, I would argue. Pretty much the biggest interview. It garnered like 17 million views in while it aired or after it aired. So, mm-hmm. ayon. Ano ba masasabi And not counting pirated views, but <laughs> <laughs> not counting us. <laughs> not counting us who don't have the Oprah Network or the CBS in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> I. God, what isn't there to say about this? Um, well, I've been like, I wouldn't say a royalist, but like just genuinely interested in the royal family as a whole. I think they're very fascinating people. They're like the ultimate Kardashians, if you will, because their lives are so public and out there. And it's hard not to be intrigued by them 
considering that they have a lot of like political um, power, not just in Great Britain, but in the whole, in the Commonwealth, right? So, um, no, I wouldn't say that the whole interview was shocking. Like, there are so many things there. But parang, you'd probably be like, yeah, oh, diba? I'm like, not surprised. Oh, this family of white people are racists? <laughs> so shocking. No, hello. <laughs> They're a powerful white family whose richest whose riches are built on colonialism. Exactly. Not, it's not a surprise to me that they're racist. Or at least some of the members are, the senior members. Because in the interview, it was revealed that yeah, there was uh, a conversation that... Yeah, a conversation uh, about, print, about Archie's um, skin color, eventual skin color, um, which was one of the reasons why... Um, they did not make him a prince, which is mm-hmm. technically his birthright, which in and of itself is a strange thing. But you know, regardless of that fact, it is his birthright. Um, and the way that they made it out to be was that it was a decision by Harry and Meghan, which apparently it was not. So you know, there's there's a lot of things about that interview that I guess were like appalling because I can't believe this is still going on in 2021. After the whole Diana thing. After the the whole Diana thing. And you would think that they would learn from their mistakes after Diana. Especially Um, Prince Charles, who is like... I'm so angry at him like, because I feel like his whole life, the only thing he's ever... The only person he's ever defended is Camilla. Like, not his... Yes, exactly. Not Diana, not even his children. It it was just Camilla. And I'm just like, dude... (laughs) Like you can't be both a horrible husband and a horrible father. Like you, you pick one. Like pick one struggle. I <laughs> know, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and it's disappointing, and I guess that like Prince William hasn't said anything about this, these, these things. You know, considering that he's like the future monarch of England, and everybody loves him, and Kate Middleton in particular. So, and that means stuff. I think what was most poignant about the interview, aside from those like pasabog facts, was Megan admitting a lot of mental health issues that arose from her experiences yes. um, within the firm, within the within the firm, um, and their lack of response to that. Um, and Prince like Harry the also whole being, time she yeah, was like, you know, she was being targeted by the media mm-mm. and not being protected by an institution that swore to protect her. That would protect any other member of the royal family for any stupid thing that the media would post. So th- I'm like, I don't doubt it. It's what's frustrating to me is so many people are saying that the drama lang siya, or she's yes, just like OA, exactly. or she didn't know what she signed up for. Like, yes, I think she knew that she would, that when she got married to a prince, that her whole life would be under scrutiny. I don't think she knew that when she signed up, though, that every single thing that she does would be met with hate with um but the british tabloids or something else yeah they were absolutely horrible and if you were like for, for how many years and during your pregnancy at that your most like emotional state right? as, a, as a woman who would like to give birth um of course like your mental health is going to deteriorate under all of that stress. and you're stuck under in one place they won't even let you out right? they wouldn't let her out so to, to the titas and titos out there that are saying that it's drama lang siya, like you guys have absolutely no, no what do idea. you know <laughs> I mean of course 
being a royal comes with privilege, that's for sure. But parang yun na nga eh. Ang dami ng comments na, I don't believe her. She's such a great actress. Blah, Excuse blah, me, blah. if she was a great actress, her like her most her successful yeah, stuff exactly. would not be suits. <laughs> yun na nga. She, she would have been in better pickles. stuff. <laughs> yun na nga, exactly. I love suits, just putting that out there as well. But it's it's not the pinnacle of good acting. Well, I, I, I guess it really speaks up about a lot of generational differences also about your values and what you choose to believe in in terms of these big controversial public happenings. And yeah. yun nga, as Megan said, parang you don't really know what's happening. Even Harry himself Behind said that. Doors, na parang yeah. You don't know what's happening. You only see the pictures. You only see that. And I mean, yun nga, uh, coming from the business, we also know that na when you meet celebrities or whatever, or it's not the same thing that that you see on music videos, in movies, or in TV yeah. shows, diba? It's really something deeper and something more human that you don't even know or you don't recognize what's happening to that person as a person. And you can see it in Megan's eyes. Na parang, she's really like emotional and she's really hurt by everything that has Everybody happened. Everybody going like, oh, she wouldn't be really crying if she was like going through something. Like, yes, yes, you would. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> Ayun. Well, Sel, do you have any words to say based on like some of the like uh, clips you've seen? Yeah, full disclosure, I haven't seen the entire interview. But yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like the royal family is so threatened that their image could be broken so quickly by just one person like coming forward to say that you guys treated me so horribly. And it's so it's so disheartening to see that so many people don't even want to believe her, even given the fact that she probably, she puts so many things at risk just like coming forward to say these things. And Paul and I were talking about this the other day. We are genuinely curious what the PR cleanup of the royal family is going to be after this. <laughs> it's a huge mess. And I I don't, like, I personally don't see what they can actually do to, like, resurrect their very destroyed reputation at this point. It was a very fragile reputation to begin with anyways. Yes. But apparently, I've been reading lang na Charles has been kind of getting good approval ratings lately and then parang he's devastated now, quote-unquote devastated because this came out and now he will like not be popular because of this. But like, hello? He it's not even... Like, <laughs> improve your ratings niya but he still isn't like in well, the liked. top yeah. most like well-liked royals. <laughs> the number so, one will always be the queen. Ayun. The well, they did like they were careful enough to like praise the queen for being a good grandmother and I don't yeah, yeah, I don't think they said anything that was like disparaging disparaging to anyone in particular nga. so yeah. I feel like if they were getting hurt then alam mo yun, like very filipino saying na bato-bato sa langit yeah and wag maghalit so it's they're it's, cautious it's, enough and they know what they're saying it's not like they just went on an unfiltered interview na tell all yeah. the na ano diba yeah. So, and if it was like PR, so what? So what if it's PR? They need the PR. I mean, they got cut off of their livelihood or their wealth, which Harry did say na, oh, without my mother's trust fund, Grabe then yun. I wouldn't. Grabbing the history nga of everything. Diana just knowing she prepared Harry for them. as despair. There's a lot of stuff that mangyayari talaga sa kanya. And she knew that. <laughs> 
it's, it's was, annoying but like just adding to all of the frustration I have for the titas and titas like these are the same people who praised Diana for what she did several years that's ago that's so true that's so and true and they're judging Megan for doing the exact same thing like please <laughs> please I don't understand any of you it's so weird well ayun na nga well the royal communications of Buckingham Palace actually gave a statement, a statement. Well, not a non-statement, pretty much. As usual. Seeing, yeah. and I quote, the whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly the, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. And so they didn't really say anything. I hate the will be addressed privately because they don't know what to we're say. talking about <laughs> this also. Like normal family issues should be addressed privately. Like our family issues should definitely be addressed privately. But if you are a family with that much influence and power, these things should not be addressed privately because you guys have yes. enough sway to like make laws or approve laws in several countries. And if you are racist within yourselves, paano na kayo sa mga constituents ninyo? Diba? And a lot of their constituents are actually people or, of oh, color. Yeah, exactly. I hate that recollection varies sentence. I know. It's not even a non-apology. It's kind of trying to... Dismiss. Dis- yeah, it's a very, very dismissive. And it's kind of saying that that's their side, but you haven't heard ours. Maybe ours is the correct one. Like a very subtle way to say that she's probably lying. I can't wait for it's the horrible. queens. Um, my thoughts on this issue. <laughs> YouTube video Her for vlog. all of this. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Her reputation era, as Peter said. Yeah. Ang dami <laughs> because of this. And it's so uh, what do you call this? And yun nga, parang, it's weird, like, also, I mean, racism aside, parang, are you dumb? Don't you have science classes about genetics? Obviously, the kid will be one-fourth na lang, and the skin color will definitely be The fact that they were white. so bothered by a small percentage of color. Exactly. Ano, in breeding na lang kayo forever, ganon? <laughs> My goodness. So, ayun, marami pang mga Pierce Morgan left his show, blah, blah, but yeah. You know, that's for another time. Yeah. Uh, I guess like as a final, ano lang, I would just... For a monarchy to exist in a modern setting, they have to adjust. They know that the institution is fragile. So to me, not being willing to change is terrifying. Because they will... The minute that Queen Elizabeth drops dead, the monarchy is in trouble because nobody likes Charles. <laughs> Yep. Let's be honest. So, no. That will be interesting, but I mean, 2022 will be her jubilee year, ba yung tawag dun? Or basta her 100th year as the queen. So, that's a celebration they're looking forward to, I think. I read somewhere. Hindi pa naman siya 100? Because, like, Philip, 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 something year uh, anniversary. Let me check. Baka 75th. Uh, and she wasn't queen even if she's a hundred she wasn't queen at like one so. yeah. <laughs> platinum jubilee 2022 what does that mean 70th pala 
100, parang, uh, I just made it up. Kasi, kasi si Philip, 99 pa lang eh. I just made it up. Um, fact check. Uh, yeah. 70th anniversary of the ascension of Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah. So that's 70 years. Should and the longest. Yeah. So let's see what happens then. Uh, I still have not watched The Crown. So. <laughs> should. My goodness. Well, who yes. will Tyler Perry, who will play Tyler Perry in the Meghan Markle story of The Crown? I'm so, who should so play excited. Meghan Markle? Will Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> Meghan Markle. Or Zendaya. Zendaya Ngarao. <laughs> so, yeah. Now we head to our main topic after being sidetracked by that. Uh, of course, WandaVision. I'm wearing the shirt. I have the background. I have a Wanda here <laughs> and a Vision somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pang, you know, every week it's, it, it, it was a conversation. Every Friday was the only thing I would uh, look forward. literally look forward to every week. It's like, my weeks are just like waiting for Fridays for the next WandaVision episode. Um, yeah, how do we begin even talking about this? <laughs> Well, Ayun, well, welcome officially everyone to phase four of MCU. We had a year off, which was a kind of a good year because, you know, we've had so many things coming at us from the MCU front for the number of years. But, you know, the pandemic really changed the scheduling, which was a good breather to be able to watch a lot of other things, anime especially, right, Paula? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Ayun, uh, officially um, premiered uh, in January, WandaVision is the first ever Disney Plus or Marvel, Marvel. Yeah. Studios um, original series. So uh, let's get started and on how we're going to talk about this. Well, first of all, I guess let's talk about the weekly versus binge thing. I think we touched on this a, like a while back. I'm not sure about Mandalorian yata. But, you know, this is a weekly show. Only two pre- episodes premiered in the beginning, the first yeah. week. And then we had to wait every week. Well, ayun nga. For me, it's a welcome change to have shows talaga that are weekly because it's nice. I mean, syempre, may mga cliffhangers every week, which is how, I guess, what makes good television. And nasanay, mm-hmm. na-spoil talaga tayo ng binge setup. Because of Netflix, now yeah. you know you have to get on and watch everything all at once until the ne- next new thing comes next week or something like that, right? And this one was a welcome pacing. Uh, Paula, what do you think on the whole? Well, <laughs> it's the first Disney Plus show that I watched like on a weekly basis because Mandalorian for both seasons, before starting on it, yeah. Um, but as with anything Marvel, I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> so it, it was that kind of show that I needed to get on it every week and I couldn't risk wa- not watching it because for sure the internet will be filled with spoilers. And that's the last thing I want for, especially for a show like WandaVision, right? So it was good. I both loved and hated the fact that I had to wait every week for something new because you just needed answers and you needed it now but there's so many questions but it was good because it it brought me back to that 
um, feeling. I, I like making fan theories with friends, discussing all of the possibilities that could happen. And for a lot of my friends, like we kind of stopped doing that and yeah, with the era of like Netflix and all of these other shows that you can do, that you can watch in one go and you can just discuss it afterwards when everything's already kind of been said and done and the only theories that could happen for are for like the next season or what or, or whatever so this was fun it was a good way then for friendships to reignite in a lot of ways um and I really really appreciated that and it provided me and my brother with like a weekly topic then to, to discuss at the dinner table, even though my parents wouldn't understand anything that you were saying, it was just it was just a nice feel, a nice feeling. So I I definitely appreciated that. Echo so. Uh, for me, given the fact that we've been in quarantine for so long, our idea of time is very skewed. Yeah. So it was very helpful to have a marker to say, oh, it's Friday today. It's Friday. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like I realized that that now that I'm back in school with a semester, it's really hard to tell what day it is. So mm-hmm. like I have I have my schedule like everywhere in my room, on my laptop. But I think WandaVision helped, which is a very strange thing to say, but WandaVision helped me remember what day it was because you'd know like, oh, it's almost the next episode. And it was nice. It was also like what Paula said. It was a nice family bonding activity because I'd watch it with my brother and my parents. We'd really have to carve out a time on Fridays um, to be able to watch it together. So I think that the weekly format really, really helped. And for the people who were complaining because they're um, more accustomed already to the binge culture, it kind of became a choice. Instead of complaining about it, well, it's your choice to wait. Yeah, you can just wait after nine episodes. Right. Yeah, exactly. And actually, yeah, you're right. Instead of complaining every week, right? just wait for it. Yeah, pero parang with episodes like this, people can't help but spoil the conversation. And you have yeah. to really get on it. Unless you want to like stay off of Twitter for a day or three after or it this. Because <laughs> true, true. the internet will just be full of memes about... That's, I mean, for people who are watching this or listening to this, Shampre spoiler, ano na, spoiler alert. We're just gonna be talking spoiler extravaganza at this point. Yeah, it's like a, a week after here. Yeah. yeah, because this is the ano na, our after show. Uh, yun nga parang about being it, uh, it being Agatha all along, or all the memes that uh, are from the show. You just can't help but see it and like at some point be spoiled. So you, parang if you if you're that kind of person, you just can't help but like watch it and wait for it every week. But I agree with Cell, like, magandang ang family bonding. Like, I somehow convinced my younger sister to watch. And she's not really big on the MCU. And then now that she watched it, she really liked it. She's standing Wanda now. And, like, she, she's going to be watching more stuff because of it. Because of the characters na from different shows. Yeah. So, I mean, heading on to the, I know, heading on to the main episodes. Well, it didn't really like get the same amount of like internet buzz in the first few weeks right i mean people are like yeah, what's happening episode three one to three was kind of like a really different setting because it was still the tv show na okay they're in different eras but we don't really understand what's happening here we can only theorize at that point and you know um pre- the press were given like the press were given the first three episodes and understandably yeah. so 
because once you get to episode four, it's really changing the whole game and explaining the bigger narrative of it all. Well, well the first three episodes, let's talk about that. Na parang, what were our first impressions then? Na parang, I was just, like kind of confused, honestly. Like although I really like the whole setup of sitcom and like the six, the fifties, sixties, seventies, and Wanda and Vision being in that setting, I was like, okay, what is this gonna turn out to be? Parang masaya naman siya. It's campy. Mm-hmm. The music is great. The references, the styling, the whole world is like, wow. It's not something you can do in like a movie setting yeah. in one go for sure, right? And you know, I was kind of like, okay, what is this? And how how much better will it get from here? I mean, I guess I understand why it was harder, particularly for us to get into like the first few episodes, considering that we're not American. That's true. <laughs> did true. not like consume shows like the Dick Van Dyke show. Although my parents did watch um, Bewitched. That was something that they grew up with. But generally, like our generation in particular, nina man yun something that we were particularly very interested in. But it was nice seeing like all of those homages to very classic television tropes and I know. So I think for me it was a bit of a history lesson as to what like America finds interesting or like entertaining um, in that um, sitcom sort of sense. And ayun nga parang tama naman na it, you don't know what's happening but that's like the fun part of it because you don't know what's happening you try to look at every little thing and wonder like what does this mean you know the intros of the song my brother would point out like oh that's mefesto that's ganito ganyan that's ganyan ganyan and i'm like i don't understand a word that you're saying but exactly. sure <laughs> exciting um so it was very very cool i think it was like i think it was just them messing with the fans a lot like thinking that this is gonna this is how it's gonna turn out because of all of these little clues that they were dropping here and there so i think that was very very fun um what was i going to say oh no well i don't train of thought go uh yeah I, i i was generally very entertained by it and you just as it's a different like scheme for marvel to do it was just very refreshing because at that point major like we could tell where the formula of MCU was already so this was genuinely very fun and different definitely changed the game i mean mm-hmm. of course by the end of the season you kind of get the semblances of a typical or mm-hmm. the general yeah. MCU but itong format is completely different and completely fresh and i would like to like really give props to the ano Robert and Kirsten Anderson Lopez husband and wife team who were also behind Frozen Frozen 2 <laughs> yeah. um they were the ones who made the themes for all the WandaVision <laughs> openings and it's just so catchy and yeah. even Christoph Beck who is the sound um designer recorder of Frozen also I mean it was a Frozen theme basically So you see the I Disney like network this, here. <laughs> I like how WandaVision is basically a Frozen project, but okay. <laughs> it, it, Ikaw, what did you think of the first three episodes coming into it? I think the first three episodes kind of served to set up the expectation that it was something very different. Like, mm. 
hindi naman siya nilalaglag ko siya but my dad totally fell asleep watching the first two episodes because of course you know the level of hype he felt watching it he was like oh it's gonna be a marvel movie so there's going to be like action or like fight scenes agad then when it turned out like that ayun it didn't immediately click i think with the people who were expecting some kind of big action movie but for the best part of the first three episodes was that creeping sense of dread that they were able to portray like it was so subtle Like it was really small things, but you knew that something was wrong. And the fact yeah. that the format was so happy, and there were those like little small things that they put in there, it really made you feel so curious about what's going to happen next. And I really liked that. And I was kind of hoping it would go a little bit more horror, actually. But I think maybe it's not ready for that yet. But the amount that they did put in the first three episodes was pretty good, na. Yeah, I and what I, I mean... wanted to add, Bella. I think like aside from the horror, I mean there were a lot of light parts, which was kind of fun. Because to me, it felt very much like a fanfic. Like you know how we have those like <laughs> domestic Avengers fan fiction, and you just hey, never you. see that come to life. It This literally. Was it. This was it, and, yeah. and I just wanted to see Wanda happy, even if it was like fake for like just a few hours after everything that she'd been through. It, it was just nice to see her happy, you know. Because Wanda was such a big. Sitcom fan. She prob and she probably read a lot of fanfic in her free time. Maybe this was a whole alternate universe fanfiction for her. This is an AU. She was self-inserting. A fan- she was doing a self-insert fanfic. I mean, the I creativity it. to be able to think about all of that and make it into your whole world. And of course, yun nga eh, the biggest. Um, I guess the biggest gift episodes one to three gave us like was the mystery of it all na what is the yeah. meaning of this date which they never revealed anything what's the meaning of the date right so they just explained that it was like the hearts that the hearts were coming that's it yeah well right? and all of that all of those questions like ayon parang we were like what the heck will this mean by the end of it blah 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 and yeah, the episode, beekeeper yeah the helicopter yeah. felt like a magic trick it was very show don't tell which is mm. what i really appreciated about the first three episodes um i think it was like a reference to that second episode where they had the magic show for me that's first i feel like that's what they want I, at the first yeah, second, second, second i'm not no, sure second, but second. Yeah, second, it's like yeah. what they wanted to do was like That feeling of you're seeing a magic trick unfold in front of you, and then you're the you're as the audience, you're wondering like, how do they do that? Kaya? Mm-hmm. It was great. A lot of symbolism also hidden within the show. Even in the that, opening sequences. Yeah, it's just well. Background. Well crafted. And I mean, generally, most of all is uh, Elizabeth Olsen's like ability to change her acting in each episode and yeah. each era she's gonna be in, yeah. and you know and. Snap back. Paul Bettany was like the same, <laughs> yeah. kind of the same all throughout. Well, he's a robot. Or I love him. <laughs> Paul Bettany looked like he was having the time of his life. On I know. Show. Like yeah. you could kind of feel that he was super enjoying it for some reason. I always forget that Paul Bettany was the monk in the Da Vinci Code. Did you guys watch that movie? I have the not. I know monk. That. I don't think I I've seen the Da Vinci Code. Same. So it's so funny. Like if you have that, I have that visual in my head and then like he's the vision also it's very very strange it's two different people but yes uh paul bettany did look like he was having the time of his life on that show which was great who wouldn't right i mean dressing up 
in different eras, eras. Being beside Elizabeth Olsen almost all the time. <laughs> and it's I just it's just that. really also cute na, you know, I mean, I guess signing up to be uh, Wanda in the MCU, you wouldn't really probably see that far. Yeah. I'd be paying tribute to a lot of sitcoms and diba, her family, the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley, were in... Um, Full house. Full house. Full house. And then now she's like playing. They do a tribute to Full House. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of like meta fun in that. And mm. um, in episode four, of course, which is revealed na na, oh, Wanda's, I mean, we were, everyone's already like um, theorizing that it's something of Wanda's doing and, you know, that kind of solidified it na this is the what's happening outside and we're introduced to the golden trio which a lot of people say na the best trio in the MCU. <laughs> diba? I love them so much. So they I all guess, consist of like some of my favorite side characters in the MCU. I'm just very, very happy. Episode 4 was the one where it started with the snap, right? Or the blip. Yes, it did. And, oh, yeah, the blip. It was the blip. And yun nga, I just got goosebumps in that first sequence. Para, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, it's happening again. Oh, although we know it happened, right? And that reveals the bigger side of things. Na sword exists, which they never really touched on in the MCU before. And um, what Maria Rambo passed away, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy Woo is back with the card trick and everything as a tribute to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ayun. So, it's just, that opens up the two separate universes existing in the same show. Mm-hmm. And Darcy Lewis, of course, a fan favorite also. It's nice to see her back in this. Um, so, ayun. A lot of Easter eggs, especially the commercials. Paula yeah. had a lot of theories. Well, <laughs> Ever since episode and one, none of happened. them came true. Yeah, we were like, "What the hell do these commercials mean?" But what that's are the fun of it. We were always wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> In the good. end, nothing mattered because ever since ever since now all the Mephisto ones, Mephisto theories, and a lot of fans are like, "Okay, I was expecting this. Why didn't I get this by the end of it?" And like, I guess that was really the fun of it. Nga Sel was saying. Yeah, and I feel like it would have been sad also if we were just if they would have went that route because it it's the expected route. You know, everybody thinks that you're gonna bring Mephisto into it if you're introducing Agatha Harkness. And I think that it's fun that they're kind of saving that for another time, maybe even Doctor Strange, you know, and it just opens up the world a little bit more and for them to expand the story a little bit more. To New Jersey. <laughs> I like that they're that they were indulgent with what they did with one division and not made it your typical MCU um, film. Well, now at least we have a lot more MC- Marvel comic book knowledge that we've <laughs> read up on these Mephisto, Agatha Harkness, and all yeah, of that. The House of M, all of that. Yeah, so I guess now let's talk about the reveals, the big reveals that we got through this show, starting from episode 4 to 9. Uh, well, of course, mm-hmm. the first one was that it's not what it seemed to be. And uh, I guess the biggest reveal after that was um, Fietro or when uh, 
Evan Peters came into the show as the fake Pietro. Well, Paula, it's palagi namin usapan ni Paula si Quicksilver na parang oh yeah, it might be Quicksilver but Paula's like, yeah, but they already announced Evan Peters. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I remember that being announced and they didn't really mention what he was gonna be, right? And everyone's mm-hmm. like, is this the opening of the multiverse that she got Pietro from or Peter from the X-Men universe into this universe to replace um, or to at least have a version of Pietro with her and yeah uh, thoughts on the whole Pietro Ralph Boner thing <laughs> I was just very happy to see Evan Peters play the role again yeah as much as I love Aaron Taylor Johnson Evan Peters Quicksilver to me was just much more fun and it was the Quicksilver that I always had in my mind when I would read you know the X-Men comics so it was just nice to see him and in the same universe as you know Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda naman because in the X-Men universe Wanda was his like little sister right? yeah I don't I don't particularly like a lot of the new X-Men movies or a lot of facts like I, for, I tend to forget but yeah I think it was fun I I don't I still don't know what to feel about it being a cop out I mean of course he he wouldn't have been real right? like th- that wouldn't have been possible talaga for um, Wanda or even Agatha to have done but because I, I just I thought it was gonna be the start of, of X-Men actually being in the MCU, something that a lot of people have been waiting for for a really long time. But that reveal was great. I did not expect that at the end of the episode. So it was a very, very good, like, <sighs> I want the next week to like come right away. That, that sort of feeling that you get from really good TV. Yeah. And I mean, I guess parang, it's just really kind of disappointing on that front nga na parang okay that just led up to that him being a random neighbor in the actual neighborhood well maybe he's I I don't know maybe there's still something behind that whole thing when they return to Westview to go back to Agatha Harkness pero yung sad lang for me is like you don't even give like one appearance from Aaron Taylor Johnson a new appearance at least like I mean, I, I, parang I'm, I'm just really sad about Quicksilver yeah, 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 until yeah. in Age of Ultron until now. Like, you could have at yeah. least given him one movie before he died or something. <laughs> I mean, aside from that. <laughs> and he got killed by bullets. Like, of all of all the things that would kill, like, a super, super fast human being. Talaga ba? I actually got spoiled about, like, the whole Pietro appearance because I don't check Twitter on my laptop. But that day, I think I was waiting for a Zoom call, so I happened to check. And literally, all of the trending topics were, like, Evan Peters, Pietro, Quicksilver. And I was just like, damn, okay, I should have not checked. So (laughs) annoying. It was totally an accident that day. But the fun part was that I watched the episode with my family. So seeing my family like gasp at the end when he came out and my dad going, diba yun yung sa X-Men? Parang, it kind of like lightened the blow of getting spoiled and I realized how much I missed being in a cinema. Like, yeah. Like ha- watching these things as like a communal experience. So I'm really glad that WandaVision brought that back. And also, like, to add to that, I feel like, ano eh, maybe Twitter should start like, 
a whole algorithm or a whole feature to not, parang no to spoilers. Para yung mga taong ayaw makita muna, may parang robotic AI that will like filter those for you. I think that's It's so be- annoying uh, their algorithm that because you like certain topics like WandaVision, you, you tend to like those You get more. Diba? Diba? You, get you get more. more. You get served those hashtags particularly on your trending page and it's just like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's There's very literally no way to avoid. Even on Saturdays for RuPaul's Drag Race, like, you intentionally do not go to Twitter in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. because you will know who got eliminated or what happened in the episode. I feel like even... Parang ano pa siya eh, yung problemang to is like very 2011, 2012. Kasi Facebook, even... Very on- Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, who would die in The Walking Dead at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. Walking Dead was still bo- part of the bigger um, TV conversation shows. in mm-hmm. culture. Um, yun, parang I found out a person died because of a Facebook post by the official page. Like, That's okay. horrible. That's the worst. I feel like that's definitely worse than seeing it on someone else's page, diba? or if someone else posted it. But if you get spoiled by the actual, I know, <laughs> content creator, public, I don't know. Yeah, and again, parang you know how people never really learn. Because <laughs> again and again, we say now, oh, we love the don't spoil the end game campaign. And then after that, people just went on a free, like, spoiler spree for everything else that came after that. So, parang, okay, do you, is it just because of end game? And then now you're just like back to spoiling everyone else about everything, right? That's true. But what's interesting about WandaVision is that even if you have an idea of what's going to happen already, the way that they did the reveals was also really interesting. Like, there was something very compelling about the how of the reveals, not just the what it was, especially with Agatha Harkness. I think everyone kind of predicted that already. But the fact that they revealed it, like, through a song number, which, of course, like we mentioned earlier, sobrang galing ng music. Amazing. I think that really helped. Even if we knew what was going to happen. At least we got to enjoy, like, that was a banger, let's be honest. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know what? Episode one palang, Anton, Paula's brother, already like, oh, that's Agatha Harkness. Because Paula was like, oh, Anton is saying this. And I'm like, who's Agatha Harkness? And it just, I mean, we kind of, everyone, or generally people already had the theories. But that reveal, as you said, was like, amazing. Best one of the best Disney villain songs ever. <laughs> And she killed Sparky too. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. I mean, I think for me, Catherine Nahan, as great as Elizabeth Olsen is, and like her performance, I think is genuinely heartbreaking. But Catherine Nahan stole the show for me. Episode one palang, when the minute that she knocked on Wanda's door, I was hooked with her delivery and her just general presence. Because you could tell that there was also something wrong with her. Like, in a world that was already, like, very, very strange, she was even stranger. Like, and I think that was great. She had this really great aura about her. And I'm excited to see more of her in the future MCU stuff. And I'm sure we will, right? Because oh, yeah, definitely. Wanda couldn't have just left her there. Like, oh, let's be nice and I'll leave you here to... Live your life as a nosy neighbor. 
Okie dokie. <laughs> I love her so much. I mean, it's great that she gets that spotlight after being a great actress in so many comedy movies for the longest time. Bad Moms is one of my favorites, even though it's so, like... We're the Millers. She was also really good there. I don't... Alam mo, hindi ko pa napanood ng buo yung We're the Millers. Oh, really? I think it's such an underrated comedy, and she makes it, like, ten times funnier talaga. Her and Nick Offerman, the fact that they're together behind that. She was wonderful in Parks and Recreation, too. Yes. She's from Eagleton also, right? Or is she... She was the one who was trying to convince Ben to run. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. But in a very passive-aggressive way. <laughs> so, like, Parks and Rec has had everyone that just became mega-world superstars at this point. I know. That casting. Amazing. But yeah, she's really good. So, tama ba? She was from Eagleton? I Or think so, that, yes. But that was also Kristen Bell who was from Eagleton. So, both of them? <laughs> I guess we have to rewatch Parks. <laughs> I guess we do. And aside from those, of course, the Agatha Harkness was a big reveal, especially it was Agatha all along, the song that's still in my mind until now. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest reveals came in episode 8 or 7 when uh, after the Agatha Harkness reveal, um, they went through Wanda's history. And that that was a really, like, I was so... I don't know what to say, like, shocked. Well, not shocked, but, like, I was so, like, compelled by that whole episode where they revealed why she was doing a sitcom, how she was a fan of sitcoms, and that part where her family, um, her house was, like, struck by that uh, missile. And, uh, yun na nga, parang everyone was has been theorizing na, okay, now that X-Men are back in the universe... Um, or in the MCU, parang how will they rewrite or how will they reintroduce mutants in this already existing world, right? And uh, yun na nga, parang one of the theories that everyone has been saying before this was maybe she did have powers before and the Mind Stone just added that into her or like strengthened her power and They basically made that canon, right? And yun. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on yeah. that particular episode and reveals shown there? Well, my brother and I had that theory as well for the longest time. But I'm very strange the man if they just if the Mind Stone just gave them powers because that's not what the Mind Stone does. The man talaga. So from the get go, it was all like we could tell that it was like an, a secret plan or like this underground plan that Marvel had and if ever they would get rights to the X-Men. And they did. So it was very fulfilling uh, to see it actually be confirmed as true. And it, it opens up uh, that world of mutants, if they're going to call it mutants. Um, so that's very exciting, I think. Ayun nga, I agree now. We should have gotten at least one glimpse of Aaron Taylor Johnson in that episode. Yes, of all the episodes, we should have gotten that at the very least. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very heartbreaking episode and an episode that delivered one of the best lines in television oh my God. In, in the longest time. In, you know, 
um, which is what is, what is grief if not love persevering, which has been memed to death, and I'm a little miffed at the fact that it has been and you memed to death because it's a beautiful line. <laughs> ano to? What is um, March 2021 if not March 2020 preserving? <laughs> I think that's my favorite one because it's very true. <laughs> The ship of Theseus. Oh, this one is my favorite. The Theseus one is good too. The what? What is the ship of Theseus if not the ship of Theseus for preserving? Preserving. It's like that's so good. Saka yung, isa pa natin, what is tomorrow's to-do list if not today's to-do list? Oh my gosh, that's my favorite one. <laughs> and kinend lang to sa akin kagabi. What is Paxio if not Lechon Persevere? <laughs> Alam mo, Paxio is like 10 times better than regular Lechon. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100% here for that quote. But yeah, well well written line. And I think in general, like WandaVision was just very, very, very well crafted for a Marvel show. <laughs> for a Marvel piece of media that doesn't normally have the best crafting if anything it's a very popcorn film but but WandaVision really stepped up the bar and, and showed that you can be a superhero piece of media and be really really good and be so different really at this in this oversaturated world and I think you know coming step coming off of that um, quote it's really very fitting for this time to have such a show talk about grief and how people handled this kind of grief. Not just one, not just Vision's death, but also her brother's death, her yeah. parents' death. Like, lifelong trauma and not having really the therapy for it or at least people to like... Aside from Vision, Vision was like the last straw in her narrative. Na Vision was her person or her um, android. It wasn't the person. I know. <laughs> her android to like really at least try to help her cope throughout being new in this world and also like exploring her new life and then she he's taken away from her and yun na nga, parang in this time especially uh, I don't think they really intended this because this was made pre-COVID right yeah. and yun na, this whole pandemic has been a lot of grief for other uh, for other people for a lot of people in many different ways may it be the death of their loved ones or like other the change of life or yeah. lifestyle loss of jobs it's just really nice how they put that into this show and they injected that narrative for Wanda to be able to like explore that and accept that reality of hers I think the whole, sh- you know, the whole show is centered around grief, not just Wanda's, but I think a really big part of it is Monica's as well. Yes. And I was very, very, because we kind of skimmed over the blip um, sequence. I think to me it was very, very crucial, not just in one division, but in the whole MCU, for us to understand the consequences of that experience, because like the way that we viewed it. In Endgame was very joyous, right? Like everyone coming back, and it was so good to see. So they could defeat Thanos, all of that stuff. But um, in 
in the regular world, it was a traumatizing experience. You have people coming back in places that they shouldn't have been. And it makes you think about so many um, traumas that happened because of both the snap and the blip. I keep thinking about mothers separated from children. Um, diba? All of these things that we never, we never really think about and seeing that sobrang chaotic, hectic view in, in Monica's memory was was just so real and I think it's important for the MCU to go outside of the superheroes' worlds because that's what's really affecting everyone of mine. So yeah, and Monica's grief, I think, was basically where Wanda was at the start when she created Westview. So it was interesting, I think, for Monica to face that reality while and, and cope in her own way while Wanda was was coping in another. And these two women just like looking at each other and realizing how much loss that they have and just how powerless they are in spite of being very like powerful people to deal with it. So yeah, I think it's just very, very, I like that juxtaposition between those two really strong female characters. It was really the nice or perfect way to introduce Monica, Monica also yeah. as the adult Monica at least um yun na nga parang to have the parallel between her and Wanda because nobody else in that show at least in the outside world had the same experience as Wanda for them to be able to empathize oh wh- why is Wanda doing this because for a time they were villainizing her na oh she's a villain she's a threat she's a um, terrorist sabi nga nila diba so for her to be like, no, I know that pain and I know why she's doing this. And for her to try to like, you know, be that buddy or that like person to try and reach out to her was really nice also. And, you know, we experienced the birth of a new hero in Monica Rambo. Proton. Proton or whatever she will be called in Captain Marvel 2. It's, ang ganda ng it, this will just like give birth to so many um, next movies, next yeah. series. And uh, yeah, any thoughts on Monica and grief and uh, Anusel? Oh, I have a lot. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, like my first impression of WandaVision was really that it's a grief project, but more importantly, it's a female grief project, which I think is a very important topic to discuss, especially in a very male dominated space like the Marvel Universe. Yep. Um, for me, what was particularly fascinating, and I was just telling Paula about this, is that it shows how female emotions always have to be packaged in such a way that it can't be messy. It has to be palatable to other people, or else you'll be called crazy. You'll be called like bakit ajit ka agad, or like in Wanda's case, like you mentioned earlier, she was called a terrorist. She was straight up called a terrorist. So I think that also played into the fact that they went with the sitcom formats was a way to make her grief look presentable, to, even to herself. And um, borrowing this idea from my friend, um, Aris and I were talking about it. He said that there was a very obvious obsession with appearances on the show. Like everything had to look right for Wanda to feel in control. So when the appearances started glitching out, that's when she realized that she didn't have control. And that's when her emotions started leaking out to the outside appearance of the world. And it's also how Agatha was able to manipulate her. Like there were scenes that, which were actually some of my favorite scenes, was when suddenly she'd get a glimpse of like Vision's corpse or 
um, Pietro's good, yeah. Pietro's body with like the bullet holes bullet in holes. it. So in seeing those glimpses of death, that's when she was. That's how Agatha was able to like mess with her a little and like pull away from her sense of control. So I think it was a really really good exploration of fem- very female grief, and I hope that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is not particularly known for its well handling of female characters, will be able to take something from this moving forward, especially now that we have like Captain Marvel 2 coming up and even the Black Widow Widow. movie that still isn't, that still hasn't been out at all. Um, But I really hope Marvel learns. I know, but I really hope Marvel learns from this. Like this is how you handle your female characters, especially one as powerful as Wanda. Most powerful Avenger, here we go. Deserve. Deserve. Sobrang deserve. Maganda nga yung point mo na, you know, it really puts a face to female grief and just having a female narrative in general before i mean this was supposed to come out after black widow right i mean because yeah. i mean we've only had that we've only had captain marvel and supposedly black widow and now this and this is kind of like really opening the doors for more hopefully in the next movies and tv shows because we'll be getting a lot uh, which we'll be discussing a bit later on. Um, speaking of Captain Marvel, I wonder what Monica's like beef with her is because when they did mention Captain Marvel, she was like, "No, I'm not having this conversation." Uh, Abandonment. I'm sure that's like one very much. you know poignant thing, especially so soon after her mom passing. You know, there's a lot of anger. I'm sure towards that not being able to see this woman who was supposed to take care of you for so long also, and then yung best friend ng person na yun, na wala, happens to be your mom, wala pa rin siya hanggang ngayon. Of course, there's anger there. And again, hopefully something that Marvel like explores in a very respectful um, manner. Because like I feel like female anger is also very different from male anger, but it's, it's less... Um, I feel like it's less outward, yung anger ng babae. A lot of it turns into like inner turmoil. So that's something that could possibly be explored, and I'm I'm excited over that fact. I'm excited to see Nick Fury again, like actual Nick Fury. Um, not scroll Nick Fury. Not scroll Nick Fury <laughs> as we've seen for the longest time. Uh, yeah, it, it it's it's exciting how much one division opens up in the MCU. And, and then, exci- yeah, excited to get back into MCU in general. And yeah, I mean, coming from that Nick Fury thing, in the first after credits sequence or mid credits sequence, there was a scroll and said, "Oh, you have a friend waiting for you, to Monica up there." I mean, we could <laughs> guess that it's probably the real Nick Fury, right? In space, yeah. <laughs> With other scrolls leading into his own TV series. Secret Wars sometime soon or I don't know when. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to talk about like the last episode itself? Because that was... Yeah, well, before trip. the last episode, episode 7 was the final. I mean, we've all been like, oh, we've known her as Wanda for the longest time and Agnes finally, Agatha finally names her. Oh, you're the Scarlet Witch. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Like it wasn't like a <gasps> moment for me. It was more like, haha, yes, that's her name. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. They found a way to like actually call her that. 
It was good. I mean, I, I wish we could see more of Agatha's um, Salem days because like, there's a lot of interesting stuff that could come about. That, like, how did she get into the dark arts? What exactly did she do to get like burned at the stake by witches? But it's very, very interesting. I think her. I would her watch backstory. the whole show with the scatter in him. <laughs> Genuinely, yes. So, yeah, that was exciting, and I like the lore of witchcraft. Like actual witchcraft, not Harry Potter witchcraft. Um, so interesting, interesting. I'm very, very hyped for all of that. So hopefully in Doctor Strange we get more of that because I'm sure Agatha has like gone into contact with um, the ancient one, the ancient something. one, the right? like that powerful. Yeah, of course she has. Of course she's tried to take the ancient one's powers. You know, all these things that could be. There's so much to tell, no. And uh, nga, as Paula mentioned, now we're talking about the finale because after eight weeks, after six, seven weeks, we're like, how will this end? How will they wrap everything up? Because there are so many loose threads to wrap up. We have Monica's story. We have Vision. Now they revealed that... Mega um, Vision. Mega <laughs> Vision. Uh, is that what they call him now? No, that's no, what no, my brother no. calls him. My brother was like, oh, it's a negovision. I was like, okay. Well, white vision, negovision. They revealed na they put vision back, the actual vision and not Wanda's TV version of vision from the mind, her piece of the mind stone vision. Um, they just introduced that like in episode six or seven, right? And... Ang dami pa, may Monica ka pa, may Wanda and Agnes ka pa, and we didn't even know what Pietro was gonna be until the very last few moments of the show. What were your thoughts on the finale and how they wrapped it up? Because um, coming into MCU TV shows, Kevin Feige was like, you know, some shows will be having multiple seasons, some are just like mini series that will only have a few seasons or one season. And it's not exactly clear what Wanda Vision will be yet <clears throat> after this, except for the fact that Wanda will be heading on to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Madness. after the show. So, I mean, it was a lot for the finale to like kind of wrap up. And we haven't even talked about Billy and Tommy at this point. Oh my God, my babies, my queer babies. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I again, like, I like the fact that it indulged itself as a grief project more than anything else. Because I think if we were to explore more on the Monica side, on the Pietro side, then it wouldn't have been that. So I'm grateful that it really took its time to marinate, I guess, in, in Wanda's pain. Because I think that's really what the selling point of the show is. And the selling point of her character. Out of everybody else in the MCU, arguably. Even Spider-Man at this point. And Spider-Man is Marvel's like most hurt boy um, in, its, in its history. But as of right now in the MCU, that, that honor, quote-unquote, goes to, goes to Wanda. And I think it should be dealt with as best as it can. And, and it did do that. I told this to Sel, and I think I told you also, Cholo, that I cried way more at the finale of WandaVision than I did at Endgame. Like, the culmination of a, of a 12-year, like, a cinematic universe was less impactful to me than this eight 
episode run yeah. because it dealt with grief and death so beautifully and so real i think you know um there were lines in that last episode na i knew that everything was coming i knew that she would say goodbye to the twins that she would say goodbye to vision but when she said lines like um thank you for choosing me to be your mom mm-hmm. or you are my love made real diba yung, yung mga ganung linya yeah. it just it makes an already painful watch even more emotional and that's i think like the beauty that one division has out of anything that the mcu has created that ability to bring out these emotions in all of us without it being forced without it just being like tony stark dying because that's going to bring out emotion in everyone diba the way that it did this with with twins that we only knew for what like three episodes yeah. and me bawling as if they were my own children <laughs> because diba because it was just that well written i'm i will forever be in all of the crafting of this whole show so, and and that that finale in spite of like my small issues with it like not developing Darcy enough or yeah. like, forgetting all of these side characters at the end is forgivable if this is the end project you know if this is what they were able to accomplish so that's me <laughs> I, i agree with Paula that I think it was a tweet that a lot of people were retweeting that everyone's looking for like the big bad villain but isn't grief enough of a villain anyway. So how that that for me really encapsulated what the show was about that we're really watching a show watching Wanda deal with her trauma and that that's actually the most difficult thing to do mm. um compared to fighting like a physical villain in front of you and that's why I think she's the strongest avenger more than anything not just emotionally and physically emotionally <laughs> the strongest avenger right um And but I do I do agree with Paulos. I had minor issues with the show. Like I didn't like how they made Agatha kind of go full villain at some point. Like I like yeah, the yeah, nuanced yeah. character she was playing at the start, and they kind of forgot about Jimmy and Darcy. But I hope yeah. that I'm hopeful that that means that they have future projects in the Me Marvel too. universe. So I just hold on to that. But my slightly like mababaw comment about the finale as somebody na nagbalik loob sa anime over my semestral break. <laughs> Was that I'm so happy she got a transformation sequence. Yeah, very, very magical. It felt very anime. Yeah, it felt very magical girl anime to me, and like that made me really, really happy. It was very Sailor Moon. Reveal. I love that. Yeah, very Sailor Moon. Yeah, and the fact that the show was very focused on appearances, like it actually felt like it was a natural thing for her to get a costume. And it's not a kind of oh she just has a new suit. I yeah. think she made it with her magic or something, right? So she's the I Elsa. Really like, <laughs> she's the, uh, <laughs> so basically, it really was watching Frozen. It's Frozen. At some point. <laughs> it yeah, really like that, is. And her costume was so good. Like, so it good. So great. And I think some people were comparing it to Magneto, which admittedly kind of hurt me a little bit. Awesome. Like, I don't want, <laughs> want Magneto to show up, although I knew it wasn't going to happen. But I not felt very yet, proud. I felt so proud of Wanda, and I feel like that's the best feeling after watching. You just feel so proud that this character was able to handle all of the shit that the world like threw at her. And to grow the way that she did. Yeah, strongest Avenger. I also like that it didn't end with forgiveness from the people in in Westview. Yeah, because how how could they, de ba? In their minds, she was the villain. Like mm-hmm. her trauma be damned, because of course they don't understand that, de ba? All they cared about was their own like experiences which is very fair 
And I think it's a repercussion that Avengers in general should be getting more into. So that was, I think that was incredible to see that when the hero saves the day, everybody doesn't like her still. Well, she put it on them, I guess. But no. I, I would have to agree with you guys in terms of how it kind of like left a lot of things unsaid or like it was kind of loose threads by the end of it. I feel like it deserved at least one more episode or like a longer runtime because it was just a lot to like finish off in like one season of a series which had some episodes for just like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Parang they put a lot. I mean, I guess they will address it in further movies and series. Yeah. That's the intention. But as a whole, if we're being like technical about it, you know, parang there's there are still a lot of things. And um, with the Agatha thing that uh, Cell said, you know, parang yeah, there was Sayang. there was more nuance to that. But maybe they will give her more eventually. They had to at least villainize or like find a face at least for yeah, a villain type in the show. Yung white vision, uh, ano lang din, white vision like element or narrative that was kind of short. And that kind of. I'm excited to see what else happens with that though, because vision basically, you know nixed him with philosophy which is great like who would think <laughs> that you could stop a villain with like a thought project <laughs> diba? like a thought experiment that's i think that's fantastic quote my brother it felt like watching naruto Dao, that he just used like talk no jutsu, talk no jutsu. <laughs> and, I, and that that's why i didn't cry during the finale because i laughed so hard when my brother said that i'm so glad i watched it on my own <laughs> <laughs> But it's a nice way to bring vision back for sure. Like for yeah, because like we all knew that you could somehow bring vision back, given that he's not human. Yeah, (laughs) not Natasha, for example. Um, Yeah, so I I think it was a good way to do it. It Was very good proof also of the evils of men. Hated that sword director guy so much. So annoying. Yeah, and like, yeah, I'm just gonna bring this back and like campaign for another Quicksilver appearance. <laughs> bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's it. Um, any last things you guys want to talk about in the WandaVision world before we wrap things up? Um, that I know that end scene, that last end scene. Yes. After credit scene. Yeah. So we hear the twins um, in Wanda's, as Wanda is, what's it called again? Astral, 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 astral projection. projection. Yeah. Mm. Which is cool. Like, nice to see that she can do that now. More of like a direct introduction back to Doctor Strange. But yeah, I'm wondering where the twins went, how it's possible that they're still alive given that Westview, as she knew it and as the twins knew it, no longer exists. And just how powerful wanda is to actually create something real mm-hmm. like really real so that's that's cool and more of those twins particularly is it tommy that's queer one of them is queer it is wiccan diba i'm not sure which i is think it's wiccan 
think it's Wiccan, but who with Hulkling or something like that? Yeah, with Is it Tommy? <laughs> Is it Tommy? We shall <laughs> fact check now. One of the twins. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, Wiccan say something with Billy. Ah, uh, Billy. Okay. Oh, my yeah. sweet little Yeah, boys. I mean, that is the general, ano naman eh, that's the general comic book storyline of Agatha Harkness and Wanda, our Scarlet Witch, and eventually... Using the Mephisto, twins to bring back Mephisto, yeah. Which will probably be really a thing eventually. Most likely. I don't think they're... Un- unless they're doing another one, like... Who was the villain in Iron Man 3, supposedly? The Mandarin? Mandarin. Unless they do another one like that, which I refuse because that made (laughs) Iron Man 3 the worst MCU movie for me. I mean, it would be nice because it seems, it really seems like they're really opening up the Young Avengers initiative at this point with the two and um, um, see Kate Bishop and see Cassie Lang. All those kids and Miss Marvel, of course. Yeah, yes. Um, all of those are coming, and you know, there's a lot more MCU coming our way. Uh, Did you guys notice that in the new opening credits or opening sequence of the Marvel logo, all of the original six are grayed out? Which yeah. one? In which? All of this original six. As in the Marvel logo at the start of every episode, if you watch it again, the original six are grayed out. Everyone else is in color, except oh. for Cap, Iron Man, Natasha, even Thor. I thought that at first when I watched it, I thought it was just the characters who had died or had moved on. So, you know, Cap made sense, Iron Man made sense, and Natasha made sense. But even the Hulk and Thor and Hawkeye are grayed out, which to me is very strange. But yeah, I think it's really just like showing that it's no longer the age of the original Avengers. We're really moving forward with these new Avengers, the young Avengers. So <clears throat> it's interesting. Something For sure. you guys <laughs> can and, watch again. Yeah. And WandaVision is like, parang siya yung bumabandera. Scarlet Witch as like the new generation of what we are to look forward to in this next mm-hmm. batch as the first I mean, of course, after Black Widow. So um, now, I guess, let's talk about the future of MCU, which we've been like talking about for ages now. Um, what's coming up in 2021 is a lot, hopefully, because um, we don't know. Schedules at this point are still very like <clears throat> flexible. Iffy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, next is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. which is- I think that's set. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Or wherever you watch. Um, <laughs> it's coming in two weeks, March 19th. Next week. Next diba? week na ba yun? Oh, na ba yun? That's next week. Because this week, this Friday is assembled. So assembling is, uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. So we only get a week reprieve. And then it's back. Wow. Back in TV mode. Mm-hmm. And that will be six episodes. Yes. And uh, after Followed that, by Black Widow. supposedly Black Widow in yep. May. 
maybe at this point they're just gonna give up and make it a Disney Plus premiere. Yeah, they need to. I mean, I think I'm okay with it so long as they do a re-release in theaters when everything's a little bit more okay now. Because I'll I would definitely pay to watch yeah. um, Black Widow in the cinemas. I would go to Paula's house na lang muna and watch it on the super big TV. <laughs> on our on our TV, on our on our projector. Yeah, maybe as a second yeah. time watch. Yeah, you guys are very welcome to do that. <laughs> And in June, we have Loki, June 11. Okay. And that's a few that's episodes. Exciting. Six lang yata siya. Yeah. Another, because um, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier will play in the typical MCU fashion. But like Loki has the potential to do a WandaVision in the sense that be more experimentative with the, you know, the media. The media It's going to be yeah. Doctor Who, but Loki. Let's do it. <laughs> Get our sonic screwdrivers ready and everything. Get your staff or whatever Loki accessory you want <laughs> at this point. Uh, the points. In July, we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Atuloy ba ang Shang-Chi this July? Yes, apparently. I'm so iffy about that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, after that, what if? we have What If in mid-2021. Yes. This is kind of like the tentative release date pa. Mm-hmm. And um, in November, we have The oh, Eternals. Oh, The Eternals. Oh, shocks. Right. Oh, yes. I forgot that that was happening. <laughs> My goodness. And uh, in late 2021, there are two um, Disney Plus shows, which are Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. I'm not too sure yes. they're gonna proceed with that schedule. Do you know Miss Marvel? I think Hawkeye na. can make end of year. But Miss yeah. Marvel hasn't been getting any... Like, I think they started news. They've started production already. Oh, they have. Okay, yeah. that's good. May mga pictures na of Kamala Khan out there. And uh, lastly, in December, nearing Christmas, is Spider-Man No Way Home or <laughs> what were the other titles that they ano? Home Alone. <laughs> Work from home. Sandame, it was so good. That was really good PR. So take notes. Spider-Man has house. the best. Spider-Man has the best PR team, I think. I think they really use the youth of their cast to make like really bizarre things happen. I think for me, it's it's Ant-Man and oh, and yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. They 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 have really Small good PR ads. for both of those. The best, so good. I think to me, that's like the pinnacle of um, film media or film ad advertisement. But yes, so excited for Spider-Man because of yeah. all of the possibilities. <laughs> Let's just not hype ourselves too much, but. I mean, confirmed cast na yung mga ibang tao dun. So, we never really know. But, you know, just keep it with a grain of salt. I just want Willem Dafoe to come back to the MCU. Like, please, please give me back Willem Dafoe and and Alfred Molina. That's, that's all I care about. All the Spider-Men be damned. Just give me them. <laughs> please. And, yeah, I mean, it's really exciting to be back in this whole universe we've been in for the last 12, 10 years plus. Yeah. And yeah, uh, what are you guys excited about in that aspect? I'm excited to see Sebastian stand with short hair. That is definitely something <laughs> I'm excited about because he looks like Hugh Jackman in a very strange but like visceral way. So I'm very excited. And to really see him good. and Mackie fighting, I think like, all my fan fiction dreams coming true again. It's nice also the US agent element and Baron Zemo so Baron Zemo we'll we'll be having like 
um, another, another episode. Of, uh, <laughs> for sure, after um, The Winter Soldier, The Falcon and The Winter Soldier and Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Ikaw, Sel, what are you looking forward to? I'm excited to have a show to be excited for every week again. Um, it's a nice way to end the week, I guess. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's a very family bonding experience. And I think it helped that we didn't have Marvel for an entire year because a lot of people definitely did. really were suffering from like Marvel and superhero fatigue in general. So it, this was a nice way to come. Like WandaVision, I think, was the best entry point back into it. Definitely. 100%. And next... And and in next week, then you'll have to go through four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So we'll see about I mean, that. <laughs> I have HBO Go, so I might as well watch it. Let's do it. I'm sure we're gonna have another episode on that as well. But <laughs> that wraps up our WandaVision after show discussion about what we like, what we thought should be better, and what's to come. Of course, at the end of the show, we always have our pop stop, which is our pop culture recommendations for the week. Who wants to start? Sal! <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think Paula wants me to start because I managed to boodle her into watching what I'm going to recommend. But I recently, um, over my break, balik loob sa anime talaga. Yes. So, yes, yes. Please watch Jujutsu Kaisen. It's like OMG. the best anime I've watched recently. Um, it's a bit hard for me to recommend it based solely on the show because I've actually caught up with the manga. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a great show. Um, it's a typical shonen anime, like if you look at it at first glance. But it actually flips a lot of tropes. And the char- and for me, the way I appreciate anime is how much I want the main characters to be happy, even if they suffer so much. And in the show, I can really say that I just want all of them to be happy, even if they have to go through so much. Um, the main premise is that. Uh, there are people called Jujutsu Sorcerers, and they exercise curses. So it's a lot of, it's a great watch. It's still ongoing. There are three more episodes to come out. And once you start watching the anime, I swear you will end up reading the manga. Yep, that's what's going to happen to me at the end of the season. That's that for is sure. on my list already. And, uh, Let's go, Cholo. Yeah, my yeah. ano lang kasi was, I, I was trying to catch up to Attack on Titan, which I already caught Also really good. On. So, I mean... That's my next one. Uh, I, I saw it on HBO Max. And it was... It's on English, HBO Max? It's on HBO Max, but it's the English dub. So I was oh, like, no. no, I'm not okay, going to watch the English dub. Don't, don't. No, 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 no. I'm just going to watch... Nine anime na lang. Yes, somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yun lang ba sa'yo, Sel? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to recommend something that Sel recommended to me also, which is Horimiya. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, god. the best. <laughs> I love it so much. So I'm a huge fan of shoujo anime, but having said that, I haven't seen any new shoujo anime since the age of Midsama or an high school host club, which are all like fantastic shows that you guys should watch. But um Horimiya is a definite like great welcome back into the world of shoujo anime, shoujo manga. Um it's the most I can't say it's wholesome cell because there are parts of it that's just like, what am I watching? But it's a very, very fun watch. And it, if you're the type that likes fanfics or, you know, those romance shows that makes you want to throw your phone across the room to sobrang kilig, this is definitely that show. <laughs> um, ayun, it's, it's a good watch. It, it's very high school. It, it makes you feel like you're in high school again. And while that's not always a great feeling, this definitely feels great. And I haven't felt this good about like watching a show 
a romance show rather like in a in a long time. It's more mas kinilig pa ako dito than in Bridgerton, which is saying something wow. because I love Bridgerton. <laughs> that is saying a lot. Yeah, about it's, yeah. <laughs> anime is good for your mental health. An- anime, I- guys, it's. It's the, the horror like, manga I, is also really great, by the way. I know. I will definitely, like, as soon as, again, as soon as the season ends, I'll probably watch it. Because my best friend, the Andrea, also really loves the manga. So, I'll, I'll watch it also. And I need more shoujo recommendations. So, if you have any more, so I'll, like, throw them my, my way. <laughs> so I mean, same. jumping on the anime train, I'm every week, I just tell Paula, Paula, thank you. <laughs> You're really the one who revitalized my anime watching from my yes. year of anime onwards. <laughs> Parang pang lima ko pa lang yata yung Attack on Titan. But that's already... I'm very lot. proud. Yeah. Like, so... Cholo is my biggest accomplishment in <laughs> anime. Thank you. <laughs> proud of so, you. So, I will message watch... you once I start Jujutsu na. Yay! Only I have a group chat with our other friend. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a support bad. group. <laughs> <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen support group. No, kasi I'm trying to like I usually tend to compartmentalize how I watch things. So after I finish an anime, I'd go I'd go watch a yeah, Korean watch show first else. or an American show first or a Filipino one. Para lang may, parang, uh, just to give way to everything else. Come ni Cell or Cyber, like straight down the anime track with a little bit of like Disney Plus on the side. <laughs> so on my front, I would like to recommend the uh, since everything I've just been watching is Attack on Titan, basically. Um, I have two songs to recommend. The first is, and this uh, this all like K-pop-ish. First is, uh, I discovered this new um, K-pop band called On and Off. It's spelled O-N-F, but it's called On and Off. And they have this, their latest, their first album, their latest release is called uh, Beautiful, Beautiful, Yung title track and it's just really feel good so I feel like we should go check that out uh, later after this it's a bop and it's like something na very accessible and I feel like a lot of people who aren't really into K-pop would enjoy listening to aside from that I forgot to mention this last week um, Chinese seventh album called Don't Call Me also like Chef's Kiss uh, it it kind of get got me into the shiny black hole more than ever because I'm really more into the um, more recent groups. Per shiny's been there for a while since second gen. Second gen, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, shiny. Don't call me. The whole album is really great. Walang tapon. And finally, of course, katagoyda ng bandera ng Pilipinas. SB19 is back with their latest <laughs> single, What? It's called What? Question mark. And it's just so good. I've been obsessed with it for a whole week, even before it released. Thanks to my work. Um, but aside from it being my job, I mean, it's something I would listen to. And I'm actually developing the merch. So that's the exciting Yay. part about it. But in general, ang ganda, the music is elevated. If you're not into the SB19 um, bandwagon yet, I feel like you should give them a chance. Because, of course, you know, you'd just like um, kind of like throw them aside as P-pop or trying to be K-pop. But, you know, they've kind of built their own 
genre and like space in OPM as P-pop at this point. And they're proving their worth as the pioneers of this generation of P-pop after Sex Bomb's first generation. <laughs> I can't believe Sex Bomb is like the first generation of P-pop. It, but it yes, is. 100%. <laughs> it makes sense though. It does make sense. The fact that they were a bigger girl group than like a lot of other girl groups in Asia for the longest time yeah. is fantastic. So in that sense, they are the OGs of P-pop. <laughs> Sex bomb and uh, ano pa yon um, masculados. So mga masculados. I was about to say the masculados. <laughs> I mean, kasi yung third. I guess this is already the third gen P-pop at this point with SB19 as the starting point in 2019. The second gen would be more on like pop girls accelerate. Uh, oh my god! Accelerate. <laughs> that was a thing, but that was yeah. like. Completely. X Battalion. XB considered P-pop. <laughs> Pero yun, SB19, check it out. Really good. Um, that's it. That's Those are my recommendations for the week. Um, so yeah, any last words before we end the show? Good. And with that, thank you so much, Paula and Sel, for being on this episode of the show of course to everyone who's listening and watching thank you so much for joining us on our WandaVision episode of course all our previous episodes are on Spotify Apple Podcasts and wherever you stream our podcasts of course we're also here on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM every week thank you so much to the Radio Katipunan fam of course don't forget to follow us on social media as well that's at Popcorn Macholo at Popcorn W Cholo on Facebook Instagram Twitter We'll see you all in our next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.